All right, we're we're live. Let me turn off this uh, output thing. All right. Okay, we're live. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the DC EU films, the release of the uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey trailer. Um, Here's something in the background. It's my war shirt. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, recently today, the Birds of Prey trailer dropped, and I I didn't know about it. And um, I got to see, like, part of the trailer. And the movie trailer... I know I'm going to sound like... <laughs> I'm going to sound like the biggest downer to a lot of people who are excited, who are on the bandwagon of the Wham-Man film. Um, it looks like shit. It does. I know. I know a lot of people... I know a lot of people have this mentality of accepting shit and this film looks like shit I'm sorry I know it's artistic it's artistic but does art have to look like an empty can of Campbell's soup and be called art because this film is not art it's not artistic it doesn't look good in my opinion it, I mean Harley Quinn and Black Canary look like two uh, sidewalk hookers. And that's what they look like. I don't... I don't know what people see in this film. I... I, I don't... I don't see anything good in this film. I really don't. And there's a lot of hypocrisy in a DC universe films like a lot of a lot of them are very defensive to criticism and critique they're the same way as the Marvel fans like if you say something like Endgame was not the best film of the decade they will throw a temper tantrum of like this isn't fair this isn't right how dare you that film made over two billion dollars they come back to numbers when it comes to the films, like it made this amount of money. That's what's good. That's what's important. They made this amount of money. Instead of story. Like, I'm going to point this out to a lot of people. Zack Snyder's Dawn of Justice, hello, is actually more. By the way, for those who don't know, I'm saying hi to the people in the chat <laughs> to the chat who is uh, my producer and significant other so she's in the chat <laughs> so the Zack Snyder DCEU film Dawn of Justice is actually more memorable than Avengers actually when it comes down to it 
Why the emoji with the cussing? <laughs> oh. It's smiling. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I thought it was like the emoji was cussing <laughs> at me. I was like, damn. Anyway. The Snyder Dawn of Justice film is actually better than what DC's put out in a while. I know a lot of people say Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, Suicide Squad for some odd reason. I don't know why. But this Birds of Prey film, I know, <laughs> the Birds of Prey film <laughs> looks cheap. It looks really cheap. It, it looks cheaply made. And I know that the film is taking a big step on Harley. Harley Quinn. But if Harley Quinn is going to be your centerpiece for Gotham. <clears throat> That is not a good thing. I mean, film problems with it. So, I'm going to read this article by Cosmic Book News. Warner Brothers released a new trailer of The Birds of Prey, and it sees Harley Quinn dump the Joker. That's right. Apparently, they're going to rip out the. I remember. Um. Someone released, like, set photos of it. Like, they photos from the set and it's like Joker throwing out Harley shit out the window so I guess in this one it's like basically oh no we're gonna erase, erase that Harley's the one who dumps the Joker that's right not Joker Harley so anyway uh, Margot Robbie recently confirmed that Jared Leto's version of the Joker will now won't appear not even a cameo, even though their set picks hinted at such a scene. Robbie's Harley Quinn makes reference to breaking up with the Joker, hence the long official title of the flick. <laughs> that is a, like a long fucking title of a movie. I just call it the birds, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey because you know it's, it's going to be about Harley. That's what it's all going to be about. The pasty white chick. <laughs> so, in the trailer, this start. Uh, the trailer starts as this all started when the Joker and I broke up. Harley offers up in the footage. It was completely mutual. <laughs> That's what every person who gets dumped says. It's completely mutual. Re regarding what Margot Robbie said about the Joker not appearing. In an interview, the actress said, said Robbie confirms Leto's incarnation of the character doesn't appear, not even as a cameo. I'm going to get to the Black Mask one later on. So I, I want to talk about that one too. Uh, synopsis of the film is, you ever hear the one... About the cop, the songbird, the psycho, and the mafia princess. 
I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, the Mafia Princess Huntress. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. What an egotistical cunt. Um, <laughs> is a twisted tale told by Harley herself. Yeah, I like the Harley Quinn show. I know a lot of people are going to probably go, he hates Harley Quinn. He's, he's a hater of Harley Quinn. No, I actually love the Harley Quinn animated show. I think it's actually the by far one of the best shows of uh, of DC Universe now. I, I, I know I would say Titans or Young Justice, but I actually like the Harley Quinn animated series. I love the characters in it. And I would love to see more of the Joker, Bane, um, Scarecrow. I'm, I'm disappointed they didn't have Mr. Freeze. That's the one part I am disappointed. He was I don't even remember him in Arkham in the pilot episode. So I like to know where where my boy Mr. Freeze is at <laughs> cuz that's one thing I'm dis kind of disappointed with the show is like I love the cameo though. I love the reference though, the subtle reference of Mr. Freeze where they go to his hideout. I still want to see him show up. I I, I don't know why, but I always imagine him having a Swedish accent for some odd reason. <laughs> but I I hope they bring him in to the show. Uh, like a cameo or something. Like him showing up in the background, he looks and he just keeps walking. <laughs> for some odd reason. Um, and this twist is by, told by Harley herself. As only Harley could tell it, when Gotham's most nefarious narcissistic villain Roman whatever the the black mask and his zealous right hand Zaz I'm kind of disappointed with Zaz the way they put him put a target on a young girl named Cass the city is turned upside down looking for her as Harley Huntress Black Canary and Renee Montoya's path collides an unlikely foursome have no choice but to team up to take down Roman. It sounds like Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. It literally is basically the synopsis of Deadpool 2. Um, Black Mask and his right hand Zaz put a target out on a young girl. Um, remember Josh Bowen's character? He goes after this kid. And Deadpool has to recruit other people to help him take down Josh Brolin's Josh Brolin's character and protect this kid. And I know they're gonna make Harley. I know they make Harley like the uh, the Deadpool of the DC universe, which is dumb. I always hate it when characters break the fourth wall. <laughs> I always find it annoying and irritatingly annoying. Um, so, I know a lot of people are going to get mad about that, but it, it is really annoying. Like, I don't understand why people. I don't. I don't understand people's acceptance and fascination with this film. I. I really don't. 
And I'm going to read some of the comments people say in the film, uh, say about the film. Uh, release the Snyder Cut. Uh, release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, release the Snyder Cut. Uh, one person. So much fun. One person wrote, uh, tagged a person in February. One person responded, not for me. That one, no. <laughs> one person wrote, I thought you'd be sad. I I didn't think it would be sadly. The person responded, I hated Suicide Squad, so I just can't. <laughs> uh, one person wrote, I absolutely love this. Bring on the emancipation. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. The main question would be, uh, if this is set in Gotham, where the hell is Batman? <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. I would really like to see the Joker played by Jared Leto would make a debut. <laughs> LOL. Uh, Margot Robbie's making a lot of money from Harley. No shit. She even has a giant ego. Uh, release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, one person wrote, I hope this is another Ghostbusters all-chick film. <laughs> it does. Like I, I would not put it past it being the... Uh, the... I know one thing about this this film. I actually have to agree with Jared Leto of not coming back. <laughs> Jason Momoa, Aquaman 2, saying that Aquaman 2 is off the hook. Eh, get it, because Aquaman's seeing fish. That, you know, get it. So I want to talk about this one. Well, might as well get to the black mask. Uh, in the trailer, I don't know why I clicked on this story. Why do I care about Godzilla versus King Kong? They've done it before. I don't know why they want to do it again. Anyway, I want to talk about black mask. I seen the trailer. I don't like like I said before, it looks like shit. Canary, Harley Quinn look like uh sidewalk hookers the way they look. And Black Mask, I I, I said it before back in last year on the episodes. I don't know which one, so forgive me on that one. I talked about how I did not like Ewan McGregor. That's why I'm going to call him. <laughs> I know a lot of people so, sort of get annoyed at how I say his name. He's no Conor McGregor, okay? <laughs> Ewan McGregor being cast as Black Mask. 
I was not in favor of it. I did not like the idea. Somehow in my mind, I always thought Black Mask, to me, was Latino. I always thought he was a Latino character. And they missed a boat in the opportunity. Even though I would have rather seen Black Mask in a Batman film, or in Titans... I don't even I don't even remember if he was in Gotham. I don't remember. But I would have rather seen him in Titans or in um, Arrow. And I always thought Black Mask should should have been Latino. I always thought everything about him should have been that character. I always thought he should have been like the son of a crime boss that has been around in Gotham for such a long time that the mask that he wears is sort of a, a family heritage symbol passed down from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. A symbol of that mask being meaning power, control. And I always thought that. I always thought Black Mask should have been more of a gangster type. Not really a gangster, a mob boss like, I always thought they should have been, like, a like a, a crime syndicate crime boss, you know? And I always thought that. And this version of Black Mask, I do not like. I don't like Ewan McGregor playing him. I always thought Ewan McGregor doesn't come off intimidating. And that's the thing about Black Mask, is Black Mask is this intimidating force who will fuck shit up who will strike fear and intimidation into his enemies by any means necessary Ewan McGregor comes off a bit of a pansy a fairy in this film and I know some people are going to find that offensive I don't give a shit but it's my opinion I think he just doesn't come off intimidating to me and I mean, in the comics, he is an intimidating force. In the comics, he kidnaps Selena Kyle's sister and husband, mutilates and kills the husband, and forces Selena Kyle's sister to eat him. To the point where Selena Kyle Catwoman, Catwoman kills Black Mask. That's how shit. That's how crazy the shit is with Black Mask. This version, Hugh McGregor is basically going to get his ass kicked by Harley Quinn without even meeting Harley Quinn. And that's the thing that bothers me about this movie is that you're taking the most intimidating figure in Gotham and just making him into this this stupid character and that's what bothers me is like you know three of my favorite villains sort of got ruined (laughs) in the past Batman films Uh, and Batman and Robin they ruined two of my favorite villains Mr. Freeze and Bane (laughs) immediately I mean how do you like Batman and Robin I'm still trying to figure out how in the hell did you make two of the most highly intelligent villains 
one into a Frankenstein's monster where he just says Bane. The second being ice puns like it's a 1980s action movie. That's what bothers me. <laughs> and now they finally save Bane into the most iconic way ever. I humanely adopted the dark. <laughs> it just sounded like a Sean Connery character. <laughs> and I'm still waiting on Mr. Freeze, even though I did enjoy Gotham's version of Mr. Freeze. He kind of reminds me of... Uh, I forget the other guy who played Mr. Freeze. He reminds me of the Mr. Freeze in uh, Batman 66. I'm trying to figure out... Which one? It wasn't the bald guy. It was the guy who had the hair. Because there was like... I forget how many actors played Mr. Freeze. Um, in the show. No, it wasn't... Uh, even... I, I enjoyed... Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I enjoyed the one dude who played him. I think it was George Sanders who played him in the first one. No way. No way. It was Otto Pyramid who played him. Otto Pyramid was like my favorite. He was in season two, along with Eli Wallach. Eli Wallach played <laughs> Mr. Freeze. That's who the uh, Gotham actor reminds me of. He reminds me of Eli Wall. Eli Wallach's interpretation of freeze auto <laughs> um, pyramid was like a funny one because he had literally I am not making this up he had blue makeup covering his bald head and orange uh Eyebrows. So apparently, Mr. Freeze was a ginger before the accident. <laughs> so <laughs> that was who's, that was who's my favorite one was uh, was uh, Otto Pyramid. Who played him? So for those who don't know who he is, you have to look him up. He's he's a good actor. So. I, I'm disappointed with it. I, I hope that Matt Reeves does something with Black Mask. And I hope he does something with Mr. Freeze. I would love to see... I still to this day would love to see uh, Michael uh, Michael Fassbender play him in the Reeves Batman films. But I would love to see Ben Kingsley play Freeze in like a solo film or trade roles have Fassbender star in a solo Freeze film. But... That won't happen. Even though it should. Anyway. The Flash movie... We're going to get to this one. This one's kind of interesting. This one dropped yesterday. And I was disappointed it didn't drop... While we were doing the episodes. The episode yesterday. Which was... Interesting, but kind of a slow-paced one. But... Anyway... The Flash is adapting a different version of the movie Flashpoint. Version. 
different version of Flashpoint. The Flash movie will be featuring some sort of Flashpoint connection to the DC Comics story confirmed by director Andy Mushinetti, I guess is the guy who directed it. However, Mushinetti was quickly not to reveal too much, only offering the Flash movie will be a different version of Flashpoint than you're expecting. In the comics, Flashpoint is a rather dark story which sees Barry Allen go back in time. Going back in time. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Back to the Future. Going back in time to alter the timeline by stopping the murder of his mother. Which causes all sort of changes to the universe, including Bruce Wayne getting killed as a kid, leading to his father, Thomas Wayne, becoming Batman. And his mother, Martha Wayne, becoming the Joker. And Aquaman and, uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman were at war with an, one another. And baby Kal-El is taken prior being allowed to become Superman is experimented on. So shit, they are going all out with this one. It's kind of interesting. I, I kind of want to see... I mean, I've seen the animated film Flashpoint. I, I didn't really enjoy it. Even though I thought like the ver- even though I thought the look of Thomas Wayne as Batman is kind of interesting, you know I love the bat symbol, but I just really didn't really I didn't really care for it. Uh, Mushinetti quickly revealed that his take on the Flash would be would not be a horror film, so this new take on the Flashpoint, whatever it is, seems to be corroborated that it would maybe a lighter. Maybe more lighter than the comic book story. Ah, oh, shit. Man, don't ruin the fun in it. That's the point of Flashpoint. That film, that story is dark. Grim. Disturbing. You're taking all the fun out of it. The whole scary fun of it. I mean, in the movie, in the animated film, I, I don't remember. I in the animated film, I'm going to talk about the animated film because I don't have the comic book with me. If I did, I would be going through different pages and showing you know different pages and talking about it. Um, I remember in the animated film, Thomas Wayne tortures Barry Allen, breaking each of his finger, each one of his fingers, which was fucking disturbing. Especially for an animated film. And it, it was kind of like a really... It was a really interesting take because Thomas Wayne's version is violent. Sadistic. Ruthless. Not as the Grim Knight character. Which I would love to see in a movie or in upcoming Batman comics. Because I, I really love the take of Grim Knight. Even though he uh, shot a flamethrower at Mr. Freeze, which I did not like. But this version of Thomas Wayne, man, they're kind of like... I don't want to see them neuter Thomas Wayne, Batman. Where he's like this upbeat, you know, cheerful I'll help you, Barry. No, he's more like, fuck this. <laughs> Type, type of character. But anyway. Uh, an element of horror, I don't think so, Moschietti said. 
what captivated me about the flash is the human drama in it the human feelings and emotions that play in the drama of it it's going to be fun too i can't promise there that there will be any horror elements in it really but it's a beautiful human story um okay uh the flashpoint coming to a flash but what does this mean but what and what but sorry the flashpoint coming to the um to the flash but in what way Interesting enough, Batman v Superman, Jeffrey Dean Morgan teased about a masked comeback, leading to speculations that Morgan could be playing Jeffrey Dean Morgan could be playing Batman. Uh, Joe Maganello, who was supposed to play Deathstroke in the Ben Affleck's adaptation of the Batman movie, also has seemingly teased a flashpoint, which he used to hashtag use the hashtag flashpoint hashtag in Instagram. While Attending a Slayer concert. Flashpoint is also being rumored for Wonder Woman 84. Uh, and that Wonder Woman 84 is going to be a soft reboot of the DCEU. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Perhaps with Robert Pattinson playing the new Batman. And J.J. Abrams supposedly taking over Green Lantern and Superman. Will the Flash movie be... Well, the Flash will be used, the version Flashpoint, reboot the DCEU and connect all the characters and the movies. Still another possibility, following the footsteps of the recent DC films, the Flash will be a self-contained Flashpoint story. At one time, Zack Snyder was developing a Flashpoint storyline, which he teased was going to be better. The Flash will be released July 1st, 2022. Alright, let's break this down. I am... I don't know what to think. I would love to see Jeffrey D. Morgan as Batman. Thomas Wayne version. Uh, Joe Maganello. Yeah, I would love to see him come back as Deathstroke. I'm actually disappointed that they did not use him for the Suicide Squad film. That's what I'm disappointed in. Um, I really don't want to see J.J. Abrams do anything with Superman. I don't want to see, like I said before, I don't want to see Michael B. Jordan play Superman. I'd rather see him play Green Lantern John Stewart <laughs> than Superman. I know that there's a lot of people who would want uh, SJW brownie points to have him play Superman. I really don't want to see him fucking play Superman. I really don't. Henry Calville deserves his Superman films. I I feel like... I said this before. I said this to my uncle, who's a comic book fan. We were talking about Superman. Somehow we got into the subject of Superman. I said, like, I find it annoying how Warner Brothers films always seem to screw over the actors that play Superman. You had Brandon Routh, who played Superman. Superman Returns comes out. 
Brian Singer throws <laughs> Brandon Routh under the bus of how shitty Superman Returns was. Even though he's the guy who wrote and directed the film, somehow it was the actor's fault of how Superman Returns became shitty. Henry Cavill Superman. Man of Steel did great. Even though a lot of people said it didn't do great, it did great. Dawn of Justice. A lot of people were divided on it. I wasn't. I was happy that it was made. And Ben Affleck was playing Batman. I thought, that's great. I was for... I was pro-Affleck on Batman. <laughs> I was like... Really, you couldn't think of any actor who could play Batman. Even though Jeffrey D. Morgan was on the list of... Yeah, he could have. Josh Brolin, I really don't want to see play Batman. Because I'm not a Goonies fan. And I'm not really a Josh Brolin fan. So... Affleck was great. Justice League. They did every single thing to ruin Superman <laughs> in every way. And in the process, they ruined Batman. <laughs> I would love to play Batman. <laughs> My version of Batman would be like the spiritual sequel to Adam West's version of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it would be. <laughs> that's how it would be. Or it would be more like Batman Year One or Batman Incorporated. Batman. Which I love Batman Incorporated, by the way. I want to do... I, I want to do like a read-through about Batman Incorporated. Because I, I... I really love that series. Because I thought it was so much fun. So... Justice League... I, I don't know why Warner Brothers just doesn't cave in and just release Justice League. I mean, if they if they reveal, like, at the next um, summit or whatever, their Q&A session or what, anything, you know, promotional thing, where they'd be like, by the way, folks, uh, HBO Max, I think that's what it's called, we're going to be releasing Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. People would buy it just to see that film. I mean, shit, if it does great with HBO Max, they could release it on Blu-ray and DVD, and it would make money. It would practically be making money back for them that they lost. But they don't want to do it. They, they had to be stubborn jackasses. So, for me, it just it always seemed like they, they screw over the actors that play Superman. I don't know how it's Henry Cavill's fault over Justice League. You might as well be looking at the guy that directed the Avengers films. That dumbass ruined everything. Even though a lot of people say he's a genius. That's like saying... That's like saying George W. Bush was the greatest president. <laughs> so, anyway... This version of it, I I remember when they revealed the Flashpoint thing. I, I don't know if... Uh, I forget which article it was. I remember reading that Matt Reeves was fighting with Warner Brothers of trying to keep Pattinson's version of Batman away from the DCEU to make his Batman films more, I guess, pure. <laughs> so... 
it, with this Flashpoint thing, it sounds more like they're trying every way they can to get Pattinson into a Justice League film with J.J. Abrams' Superman, or whatever, to sort of reboot the, you know, the DCEU. And I think that's why they sort of mention Bruce Wayne in the trailer, Birds of Prey. They're trying every way they can to contain this version of Batman into their DCEU. And honestly, it just doesn't... I honestly don't think it's going to work. It's going to be a mess. Because Robert Pattinson (laughs) I think is around the same age as Harley Quinn. And that would be weird. Because I always thought Batman would be older than Harley Quinn. So... Let me look it up. I don't know how old Robert Pattinson is. Okay, uh, Robert Pattinson. I don't know why I'm Googling him. Buy me to clear clear my history of Google. <laughs> Some of you are like, why did you Google Robert Pattinson? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Robert Pattinson is 33, so he's the same age as Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And this is really weird, because the first top story, Robert Pattinson explains why Batman was the right superhero for him. Lighthouse, Robert Pattinson thinks his bizarre masturbation scene. Why would he talk about that? Robert Pattinson reveals the real reason why he took on Batman. I love how they have, right in the middle, Robert Pattinson talks about why Batman's the right choice for him, why he took the role of Batman, and he talks about his masturbation scene in The Lighthouse. I love how the articles of the story is right in the middle. (laughs) Why you hate him? (laughs) I don't hate Robert Pattinson. I'm happy that he's playing Batman. The other actors they they named off to, to play Batman, I'm happy they went with Pattinson. I, I don't... I, I remember the one film he's in, and I felt so bad for him. It was the it was the one with him and Julianne Moore. I felt sorry for him in that one. Because <laughs> I don't like Julianne Moore. I think she's very creepy. But I like the film he was in called Good Time. That was a good film. For he plays a... Uh, Robert Pattinson plays it plays as a bank robber desperately trying to get enough money to bail to bail uh, for bail for his development developmentally disabled brother that film was really good I seen that film I remember um, Matt Reeves posted a gif video of him and the film good time and I seen the film and I really thought he was brilliant in it I thought he did a fantastic job uh, remember me I've never seen that film <laughs> I seen I seen Good Time. Um, I remember he was also in The Lost City of Z. That was that was a good film as well. So him and um, Charlie Hunnam, who was in Sons of Anarchy. For those who never seen Sons of Anarchy, it's a good show. And I honestly think the film Lighthouse looks pretty good. I mean, they got William Dafoe in it. So any film with William Dafoe in it, I will go see. 
because I'm I'm a fan of William Defoe. So I don't know if this is true. I heard about Pattinson. Um, yeah, I've heard about Remember Me. I I've not gotten this. I never got to see that film. So um, I remember and. This is how bizarre um, the Lighthouse film is. Like, a lot of people talked about it. I remember William Defoe talked about Robert Pattinson punching himself between takes, trying to get, like, into this mindset. When I heard that, I thought, like, that sounds like something that Christian Bale would have done. <laughs> it, it really sounds like something Christian Bale would, would have done in a film. So, uh, I like this. I can't wait to see him in the movie Tenet. Um, Waiting for the Barbarians. I've heard about that film. Him and Johnny Depp are going to be in it, so that's going to be interesting. So, I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> and uh, The King, I've heard about. So, I, I think it's on Netflix. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. So, anyway, let's uh, let's look up Margot Robbie. We know that Pattinson's the same age as Jesus; he's thirty-three. So let's look up. Uh... <laughs> okay. Margot Robbie. Uh, let's see. She's 29. So Pattinson is like a couple of years older than Robbie. That would be pretty fucked up. <laughs> so, anyway. Whoa. Yeah. There's one film I saw recently. Um, it's a short film called Batman Dead End. I don't know if anybody's ever gotten to see that film. It's on YouTube, and it, I actually saw the I saw the film and the bat suit in the film. It kind of has a mixture look of of uh, Alex Ross's Batman and a bit of Batman hush look and I remember looking at him thinking like why haven't they used that version of the Batman look yeah but anyway let's get back to the DCEU um Joe Maganello I'd like to see as Deathstroke. I felt like I like the actor who played Deathstroke in uh, Titans. I thought he did a fantastic job. Like in some of the scenes, like he doesn't even say a word. He says like some lines, but he doesn't say much. Which I always thought that was really cool because it sort of had that intimidation, like this like look to it. And Jeffrey D. Morgan, I kind of want to see him back as. Batman 
but I also would love to see him like some people sort of forget like the mask that he wore was the one he wore as the comedian and watchman. So with that you don't even know if he's going to be in Flashpoint or is he going to possibly reprise as the comedian or TV show which I have not got to see. So get over to the TVs. Uh, I heard about the TV show, um, this one. Disney Plus has announced a sequel to the film Willow is happening. With Warwick Davis may return as Willow in the film Willow. I guess he played Willow. I forget who he played. Huh. I... I it's kind of weird though. Like they're they announced the sequel, but they also are doing Top Gun with um Tom Cruise. Anyway, I want to talk about this one. Um, I talked about it. I was gonna. I I talked about it at the end of the episode of yesterday's show. We're gonna talk about this one real quick and take a quick break, and we will be back. Need to get something. So anyway, we're gonna play. Uh, I guess this song. Yesterday we talked about, at the end of the show yesterday, we talked about CW announcing the um, renewals of The Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, Legends, and Black Lightning. And Arrow, of course, is ending with its eighth season and won't be returning, which is it's kind of sad, though, because, you know, seeing Arrow go... Re- uh, Rumors recently, of course, talked about Supergirl being cancelled and replaced with the Superman series, but of course that's not the case. It is known that Tyler Hoechlin will be starring in a Superman series which is in development of CW, but 
Here's the thing about it. We don't know if it's going to be on the CW or it's going to be on HBO Max. I kind of like to see, I'd rather see a Superman show on HBO Max than on CW because it's Superman. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of interesting that CW renewed it despite the poor ratings and viewership that they decided to renew the shows because the ratings are like falling flat, especially for Batwoman. Batwoman is something we're going to talk about. I don't know why, but apparently, might as well talk about it. The problem with Batwoman, with the ratings of it falling and people criticizing it, people hating it, people not liking it, is Batwoman is so desperate for acceptance. That's the problem with it. It's so desperate to be like its own entity that it doesn't even try to be its own entity. Instead, it wants to be better than what they are trying to show. Like The thing that bothers me with Batwoman is like the writers, producers, and even the actors and actresses are like, Batwoman is, you know, we don't need Batman. We got Batwoman. You know, Batwoman is better than Batman. That's what's annoying and bothering. And that's why a lot of people sort of hate Batwoman. Do I hate Batwoman? No. I really, I just don't watch the show because I really don't care And here's the thing that a lot of writers of the show need to do. Read the fucking comics. Because Cassandra Kane or Ka- uh, Cass Kane or whatever the Ka- whatever the Kate Kane, sorry. Cassandra Kane's in Birds of Prey. Kate Kane is very respectful towards Batman. Her and Batman have a mutual respect for one another because they're cousins. Now, me and my cousins, you know, it's kind of funny though, my cousin hosts a radio morning show and (laughs) he used the, um, I I didn't even, like. I jokingly kind of sent him a message. He used the, uh, our very first intro song to our podcast show, the very first intro song, which was a, um, a song that was that was used in uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5. So we're, we're both fans of it, so it's kind of funny. Um, I forget what they used in it. I forget the, the title of the song. Um, let me look it up. It's on my iTunes, so... Let me take a look. It's been a while since I used a song. I totally forgot the name of it, which is pretty fucked up. It's kind of funny. Do you ever, like, do something where you're, like, trying to remember something, and all of a sudden your mind goes... You know, like... Your mind sort of has, like, a blowout. Like, but you're trying to remember. 
kind of funny. In my opinion, it's kind of funny, so... Uh, let me look it up. <laughs> I like that. It just plays a song, but I don't even click on it. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> Midnight City by uh, M83. That's what it is. So, he played that song, and I remember I was sitting in the in the van, and we were listening to the morning show, and all of a sudden I heard that song play on his morning radio show, and I'm like laughing, because it's like, wow, he's playing that song, and... I sent him a text message going like, I like the song. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, though. And that's what's so funny about it. So anyway. Um, so me and my cousin, we both sort of like talk a bit about the differences between podcasts and radio. And... He, I remember he sent me like a couple segments that you know we talked about on the show of bad acting. <laughs> I sent him a link of a video of bad acting in movies. He sends me a link back of bad acting in porn films, and we're like, I'm like, I, I'm not doing that. We can't do that in the show. We can't. You know, it's a podcast show. I mean, we're we're trying to be family friendly. He's just like, you gotta watch it, it's so fucking funny and hilarious. And I end up watching it, and it's like... Awful. <laughs> I mean, it's so awful, they make Neil Breen look like an Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> and... And it is really, really bad. And I remember he, he sent me a, a movie to, like, watch... He goes, you gotta watch this. This movie is so fucking atrocious and bad. And he sends me a link and I watch it. And it's like this... It's this movie called... Uh, Guns, Babes, and Blood. Which was trying to be like this Quentin Tarantino... Robert Rodriguez grindhouse type film. And... The acting is so... Bad... And the the blood effect affects the gun, you know, where where they shoot the gun and and all that is bad. I mean, I seen a woman shoot a dude with a shotgun, and her finger wasn't even on the trigger. Bad. Like, I I just watched this film, and it was just like awful. And we were gonna talk about it on the show. And it was so bad, I I didn't even want to talk about it. I just was, like, so aggravated that I watched... I wasted an hour of watching that movie. That's how bad it was. So, anyway, we, we were going to, you know... Anyway, my cousin and I... Basically, the point I'm getting is, my cousin and I don't really compete with one another. He may have a, you know... 
So, that is really cool. I enjoy what I do. I have a podcast, and we talked briefly once about collaborating on it, like doing a podcast show together, and we both agreed that we wouldn't do it because we both have different topics we like talking about. He likes talking about uh, baseball, and I love baseball, but I am not the most knowledgeable person in baseball, <laughs> even though I'm more interested in the history of all than what's currently going on. So, I mean, we both talked briefly about it, like, you know, about collaborating, but we just, we both kind of agreed, like, we're, we're both better off in our own lanes of doing stuff. I like what I do. I like talking about comic books, comic book films, and I like pissing people off in the process of it in a most entertaining way, and he likes talking about music, um interviewing musicians, singers, like, it's kind of weird, though, he, like, interviewed, um, I remember he's, he's excited about interviewing a Motley Crew, I think it is, because they're coming to St. Louis, and he's, like, really excited, he's like, I can't wait to do this, I'm like, he's like, I want to talk about the film that they, you know, the Motley Crew film, you know, did you see it, and I'm like, yeah, it was okay, <laughs> He goes, did you see the part where Ozzy Osbourne snorting the ants the ants and stuff? I'm like, that didn't even happen. <laughs> I'm like, that didn't even happen. I'm like, oh, Ozzy Osbourne didn't snort the ants. A lot of people testified that it didn't happen. It was kind of made up for the myth and legend of Ozzy. Which Ozzy Osbourne is fucking cool, but it's like... I, I kind of have a hard time believing he would snort ants. But, for me, I, I like what I do. I like w where I'm at. And stuff. So I think, that's the thing I always see about Batman and Batwoman. Is they're both husbands, but they both go in their own lanes of things. Which I really like. And I love how uh, James the Fourth is... I love how he handled Batman and uh, Batman and... Batwoman, how they both had a fallout and they both sort of amicably agreed to like go in their own ways and stuff. So, anyway, um, here's something going on in the living room. I will be again, I will be right back. I have to go check on Pat. She's been sort of in an honorary mood lately of aggravating Lilo, so I'll be right back real quick.
Anyway, I'm back. You know, for a cat that had surgery three days ago, believe it or not, three days ago, Lilo, uh, Lola had to go, you know, get a, you know, surgery and stuff. For a cat that's... Yeah, by the way, for, you know, for those who probably don't know, but her stitches look pretty good, but they have to be removed. I think, you know, we scheduled an appointment. It's kind of interesting. I scheduled an appointment for the 16th or the 20th to get her stitches removed because they're not those dissolved... The stitches that dissolved are like plastic stitches. So they're going to have to, like, you know, remove the stitches and stuff. So... Um, so we might not have a show the 16th or the 20th, depending on which day. I, you know, I, I most likely think it's going to be the 16th because the 20th, it will be Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So it might be the 16th. We'll going to have to get our stitches removed. So anyway. Now we're going to talk about Batwoman, and we're going to have to we're going to wrap up the show early. So, how would I save Batwoman? How would I save the show? <laughs> well, anyway, first off, being that she would not sort of have this ego trip of her being like. I have to be better than Batman. I have to be better than Bruce. Be better, you know. That would be thrown out the window. Because Kate Kane shouldn't be in this whole bubble of like I have to be better than Batman. Better than Bruce. She would be basically of trying to redeem herself. She has to, like, find it in with her to be better. To make herself a better person. So, in this story, she would be, like, this woman filled with you know, hatred of, like, how her military career collapsed. How she doesn't have a purpose of where to go. So, Bruce sends her this message of, like, you have to find yourself and find the person that you are, your true self. So, in this story, she kind of, you know, becomes inspired by his actions of being Batman. So, she goes out and tries to become a vigilante and during this process she of course encounters Bruce which I don't know how they would do it but he would tell her like don't ever go out in Gotham like that again don't ever do what you just did and at the end of the episode she has to save this kid which I always thought would be interesting because you know, it would be like how you know, the Flash um, sort of did it. So, she she of course saves the kid and 
disappears at the end of the episode she gets this crate just like uh, how Dick Grayson had his suit and his box this crate and Titans and she uses her fingerprint and it shows the Batwoman suit and he has a card a note with a card on it a card with a note saying go out there and do what you have to do basically kind of how it ends because I just I sort of felt like and I did watch the pilot I, I felt like it was sort of a jab every time they have to do a thing they have to do a jab at Bruce Wayne Batman and that's the thing about it that's why a lot of people didn't watch the show was because they alienated the people that are loyal to the comics. And that's the problem with a lot of these writers is these writers don't realize how they are alienating and angering a lot of people who read the comics, know the characters, know their character traits, their personality, their motives, their reasons, their flaws, their insecurities. They they know all these things, and these writers who never read a damn comic book are just sort of going like, adding their own twist. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes it is dumb. <laughs> and Batwoman, Kate Kane, you can't just be like, use her sexuality and gender to like, be like, this is why she's, you know, this is why people don't watch shows, because they're homophobic, they're sexist. You can't use that excuse. People know good stories, and they know bullshit. So far, Batwoman has delivered nothing but bullshit. I mean, you have to realize you have to hire people who know comics to fix certain things, and the problem with Supergirl is that it just sort of fell off the rails. It just sort of lost interest. Like, the only time I watched Supergirl was when Superman showed up. I just had to see it because, I don't know why, I just had to see it. <laughs> and... It wasn't really a bad episode. It was just really like... It's sad that Superman is more interesting than Supergirl. And... The thing about... The thing about, you know, Supergirl is... It just sort of became this shill of a show that... You have to... Be SJW, almost. You have to be social justice. You have to be woke to understand Supergirl. And I think the problem with the show is they've run out of ideas after the first two seasons. And with Batwoman, they just are trying every way they can to sort of take a jab at Batman. Or they have to take the wokeness. They have to get woke. Or whatever. And you sort of have to like stop that. You sort of have to make you have to make something entertaining and you need to create something new. And I think the problem with 
Batwoman is that they don't have anything interesting. I mean, it's cool that they have Hush. Hello, Lola. <laughs> My cat just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so, it's cool that they have Hush and the Batwoman show, but they need to create something new. And I... One thing I wish they would have put in the show was the, uh, not the Court of Owls, the cult. Remember Batman Cult? That is a good story, by the way, for those who never read it. Batman finds this underground cult, and he gets kidnapped, and Robin has to go save him. I wish they would bring, um, trying to remember the character's name. He was in Arkham Knight, by the way. We had to save, um, Ryder from being killed. Jason Todd had to go save him, so. Deacon Blackfire. I wish they would put him in the... They, they could have used him in... Deacon Blackfire, who is... You know, this crazy cult leader, and... Blackfire is a con man cult leader who may be over 100 years old. He forms an army... In the sewers of Gotham, largely composed of the homeless, Blackfire uses his army to begin a violent war on crime, which escalates him into him taking over the entire city, resulting in being isolated from the rest of the country. Blackfire captured and brainwashes Batman, temporarily making it, making the Cape Crusader a member of Blackfire's cult, during which Batman breaks. His cardinal rule of not killing, Batman eventually breaks his, his conditioning after its effects make it difficult for him to capture Blackfire in a brutal search through the sewers. Batman, Batman confronts Blackfire and demands, who demands that Batman kill him and make him a martyr. Batman refuses and instead savagely beats Blackfire in front of his army. Blackfire's armies turns on him and kills him. They could have done that. They could have done that story in Bat Batwoman show. They could have they could have made him into like this character, you know. But instead they didn't. So that's what disappoints me. And I would love to see Batman Colt made into a animated film for some odd reason. Or made into a movie. So anyway. We're gonna wrap up the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes, Lola, I will feed you, okay? <laughs> you have food on your plate, but I know you want fresh food. And temptations. <laughs> so, anyway. We'll be back uh, tomorrow to do the show. And <clears throat> we will talk about... Oh, thank you, love. We will talk about the uh, Batman Incorporated 
which book, which looks really good, and I can't wait to talk about that one, because I really like Grant Morrison's run on it. I think that it's one of those stories I feel like they'd never talk about much, so anyway, I'll be back tomorrow, and we'll talk about the Incorporated, and we'll continue talking about the DCEU and where it would go after Birds of Prey, which I don't look forward <laughs> I don't look forward to talk about that I don't look forward to talk about that one at all because I'm kind of annoyed with the film. It's not even out yet and I'm already annoyed with it. So anyway, I'll be back tomorrow. So Yeah. Uh check out the movie Batman Dead End, by the way. It's really good. Batman Battles Predator than Alien. Which is really cool. And the director who made that film, Sandy Clore, is really a good director. And I know they did a documentary called Behind the Mask, the story of Batman Dead End. So, anyway, I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.